The Safe and Sound Media Group presents, recorded from the comfort of his room to many worldwide. Worldwide. This is the One Man Fast Break Podcast. Hosted by the one and only Renee. This is your place to be for music, basketball, football, and lifestyle talk. You may get the occasional rant. He may be a man of few words when you see him, but he'll speak his mind as you've never heard before. Critics have labeled this podcast as informative, hysterical, and most importantly, natural. So are you ready? Please welcome. Please welcome. Take it away, Renee. Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Renee. Nice to hear from you. How are you guys doing? If you're wondering how I'm doing, I'm doing good. Really good, actually. Um, Not only because I've just finished one of my uni tests uh, yesterday, but also Kendrick dropped on Monday and I have a lot of other stuff to talk to you about. But why don't we just start with KDOT? So if you didn't know, or if you're living under a rock, Kendrick dropped the heart part five. And a lot of people were saying that he wasn't going to drop the heart part five because there's four chambers of a heart. Well, those people are looking a little bit stupid right now, but what can I say? It's it's amazing. Uh, I love the song. Um, I don't think it's better than the heart part four because the heart part four was just roof like absolutely ruthless and he came with that big stepper energy no pun intended but uh the heart part five was amazing i saw someone say that oh um what did he say i saw someone on twitter said i don't know why i'd look on twitter for the best opinions but i saw someone on twitter say that oh this isn't a song that i'm going to be playing on the radio and then someone replied, it was like the perfect reply is like, what were you expecting from him? Kendrick has been dropping music since, oh, God knows when. I mean, he first started out in 03, but he became commercial with his first project, Section 80, what year was that? 09, 2011, 2010-ish. And he's never been making music for the radio. Like, I don't know why you were expecting, especially from the Heart series as well, because all the Heart series is just leading up to his albums. And um, like he said in the song, it's about perspective. Is How is he feeling right now? What does he want to talk about right now? That's why it's the part, he has the Heart part one through five, is how he's feeling in that moment. Uh, at this point of his career. It's the same thing with Drake. When Drake opens an album, his album openers are always the most important part for him personally because it's usually a track where he's talking about where he is at at life right now. Some examples is Champagne Poetry. I think Tuscan Leather is the uh, first song for that one. You see, these are just examples. And uh, that's what Kendrick, that's what the heart series of four and yeah no Kendrick was amazing I think I had to watch over the music video about five times at least because I was hearing the song for the first time when I was watching the music video on YouTube 
And also, um, sorry to digress, but also every time I'm off social for like a day or a week or just something like that, always the biggest stuff happens. Like I completely missed that Kendrick um, announced his album because I was off social. I completely missed he dropped the heart part five because I was off social. I only found out because I was on YouTube and it just popped up. Um, unfortunately, the George Floyd situation happened when I was off social. The anonymous uh, hacks were when I was off social. It, it just always happens. And no, but it was a pleasant surprise though. And yeah, um, to get back to my original point, it was there was so much content, so much so many elements that I had to focus on that um, when the music video was playing, uh, I was focusing on the visuals, but then when I was focusing on the visuals, I wasn't really focusing uh, focusing on the lyrics because there's just so many elements, as I said. And from that standpoint, I do understand with the Jack Carlo situation where People say it's very basic. There's not much elements because when you see the contrast between Jack Harlow and Kendrick Lamar, they both dropped within a few days of each other. And you can see the difference. You can see why Kendrick is regarded as, I personally think he's the best rapper ever. Like, that's my personal opinion. I, I feel like um, just too many projects are, too many, too many of his projects can just be any, any other projects. And that's usually the reason why he puts so much time in between projects. I mean, a five-year wait is a long, long wait. I hope he doesn't disappoint. I don't think he'll disappoint. Um, a lot of people say it's mid, but I already spoke about that in uh, another podcast episode. But, it's, yeah, I can see the difference because a lot of people were very disappointed uh, by Jack Harlow's album that released on Friday. And me personally, I I don't find it that bad. Um, it's not the best thing I've heard. I've been listening to Jack Carlo for a while, so it's not like my first project that I've listened to of his, not even his second. I think, I think this is the third project of his, third or fourth of his that I've listened to. Um, and I didn't find it that bad. I know... I think the production carried mainly. I think I listen more for the production on the album. I think that's why it's bearable for me. I can understand some people are overreacting, uh, of course. Uh, I know there's this, this stigma of that he's a white rapper and it's unfair that um, someone of his ability is able to get all this media attention and all this love when there's so many other rappers of my skin color and other other skin colors uh, who may not get the same opportunity, but is way more talented and puts the grind in for a long, long, long time and doesn't have that smash hit like What's Poppin' or First Class or Nail Tech, you know, um, Industry Baby. But yeah, I can understand from that st standpoint, but yeah, a lot of people were overreacting. Um, I think the production carried for me. He does sound like a Drake clone though. Like 
I remember when his first album, That's What They All Say, came out in, I want to say 2020, late 2020 is when it came out. Um, and a lot of people were like, he sounds like Drake. And I couldn't really hear it in that project. I think there was a few songs that I listened to where I was like, oh yeah, he sounds like, sorry, he sounds like Drake. There's Baxter Avenue, for example, Love is Dro. Just a few examples where he sounds like Drake a lot. Uh, Rendezvous as well. I love Rendezvous. Um, but on this project, um, Come Home, The Kids Miss You, he sounds a lot, a lot like Drake. I mean, wow, the cadence. And it's no surprise that a lot of people's favorite tracks or the only track that they could bear was Churchill Downs, which is featuring Drake with Boy Wonder on production, who is known for his beats for Drake. But yeah, I mean, I, I find it bearable. There were some songs that I found were absolutely awful. Poison featuring Lil Wayne. And it's not just from Jack Harlow's standpoint. Lil Wayne didn't have a really good verse. We have movie star featuring Pharrell Williams, which I found is a bit weird. Um, I usually like Pharrell's beats as well. I don't know. I just found the whole thing weird. And Parent Trap featuring Justin Timberlake wasn't good as well. I think the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, this is all right. It's all right. I listened to it the second time. I was like, no, 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 no. This is trash. This is trash. So all of his features didn't do well apart from Drake and he only had four features in total. But yeah, no, I find it bearable. I'll continue to listen to it. I think the production is so, so good. I know I keep on mentioning this, but I feel like the production really carried. And if you look at the credits on Spotify, I would advise you to go on the credits and go on like each song. There's like 10 writers or six producers on almost each track as well. So I feel like another another criticism is um, I think he had the same set of producers on each track, the same six in a way. And I felt like if he really wanted to push the envelope, like people were comparing this, like, okay, people compare Jack Carla to Drake. My favorite Drake album and a lot of others is Take Care. What makes Take Care so good was there were so many avenues he explored in just one project. And that Take Care mantra can be applied to all situations or all tracks throughout that album. But you have the rap album, the, I mean, the hardcore rap, freestyle rap album, I mean, album? Sorry. Um, you have the bar for bar against the greats tracks. You have the very, very slow tracks. You have the um, upbeat tracks in a way, and they all fall under the match to take care. And there was a lot of different producers there. Like I remember Just Blaze did Lord Knows, for example. You have production from 40. And yeah, no, there was just a variety there. Um, Jack Harlow had the same six producers on almost each song. And it felt like tracks blended into each other, even though the production is really good, but 
wouldn't it be good to hear Jack Harlow track under Wheezy Beat, for example? Like, that would be very out there. And maybe that would set it apart from that's what they all say, even though that's what they all say is a good project. Like, yeah, even thinking about the beats on that's what they all say, um, he went for production from like variety of people didn't have the same six producers on each track. I think that's the that's the thing. And they're very talented producers and production's great, but I think it will set a different vibe. And also with his lyrics. Now, this is the part where I totally agree from, where it came to the general criticism of the project, where people were talking about how the lyrics make the song sound like it's from an American Eagle store or um, an upper-class clothes store in the UK or US, for example. Every track to talk, every track on the album was about girls, 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 but there wasn't, it was like the same sort of track, even well, it's not even just like, you could have a, okay, you can have an album about relationships or your relationships with girls, but I felt like it was the same thing over and over again. And the same problem, which I kind of had with Corday, even though I did like his album from a bird's eye view, which applies to Jack Carlo as well, um, is that they feel like they've made it when they really haven't. Okay, you've had the success of your first official projects, um, what do they call it, first commercial project, which is, that's what they all say for Jack Harlow and The Lost Boy for Corday. I mean, The Lost Boy got nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Album that year. But it's in a way, they feel like they've made it when you still have so much more to prove. Jack Harlow has had that, um, a track called Young Harleazy, which I don't know. From a Lil Wayne perspective, if I was, if I was Lil Wayne, Imagine all the years and projects you put in and you got someone like Jack Harlow who dropped his only his second commercial project, but his fourth or fifth projects, including mixtapes and stuff, calling himself Young Harleazy. It's almost like, okay, I understand the respect that I'm getting, but it's also kind of disrespectful because like the years I put in and the years you put in it's so different. There's such a big gap and you're already calling yourself like after me. Sorry. And it was a bit disrespectful. Corday was a bit of the same. He was like talking about he's like the best at what he does in a way where you still have so many more projects, so many more years of life you have to go through. I mean, these two guys are young as well. Not as young as me, but they still, they still have a lot of life to learn. Like, Drake is, I think, how old is Drake? I want to say he is 36. Or, oh, how old is Drake? I'm going to check now. Drake is 35. Um, ideally, that's when Drake said he was going to retire, actually. If you listen to Western Road Flows from his Views album, he's head. I'm going to retire at 35, is already funded. But, no, um, that's that's like my kind of review of Jack Harlow's album. It's still, I feel like it's still decent. I feel like there's a lot of hate and there is a lot of 
herd or sheep ment mentality on social media. If you see someone say that, sorry, that this album is not good, um, you're already predetermined to change your opinion towards that, especially if it's getting like a lot of likes or retweets because you start to think to yourself, what am I seeing? Why am I not seeing that they're seeing? Or why am I hearing that they're not hearing? So I, my personal advice to you guys is always to, when a new project comes out, new movie comes out, just don't listen to social. Just, I mean, what I always mean by that is just like, form your own opinion. So what I usually do, for example, Friday, new music always comes out on Friday. So what I do is I listen to the music first, see what's out, listen to the new music first, form my own opinion. If I don't really have an opinion, I listen to it again. And once I got my opinion, uh, then I go on social and see what other people are saying. But my opinion is already formulated. Music is subjective in a way. Sometimes when a song is really trash, it's really trash. But for the main part, music is subjective. It's based on your opinion. And that's why everyone else has like their different favorite albums because it may refer back to uh, a, a time period which really affects them or the album really relates them to them in one sort of way or another. But yeah, no, just formulate your own opinion. I think I talked about this on the last episode. Some people are very sheep, like um, people like to follow trends in a way. But that's what I'll say. But I'm really excited for Kendrick's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers to come out soon. And I'll be so happy to talk to you guys about that in the next podcast. But um, talking about the heart part five in further detail, the Kobe and Nipsey part was, wow, was amazing. Um, I mean, with the face swap, the face swap, technology or the deep fake technology is actually really scary and if you don't know what deep fake is it's just replacing your own face with someone else's face um usually someone who's famous and yeah they usually sometimes they use to trick people uh or most of the time they use to trick people in one way or another but you can see how advanced it is um for the Heart Part 5's music video. But when Kendrick's face uh, changed to Nipsey, especially, and he was rapping from his perspective, was really, yeah, that was really, really amazing. Uh, some of the bars, I don't need to be in the flesh to hug you. To my, what was it, to my wife and my daughter, I'm in heaven. To my friends and my family, I'm in heaven. There was a lot of bars throughout the whole project, but yeah, no, just rapping from Nipsey's perspective was amazing. It was amazing. Talking about Nipsey's killer as well. And there's just so many elements, like uh, referring to the artwork for the Heart Part 5, you got five, was it five or six hands? I want to say six. I think because there were six faces excluding Kendrick's in, if you include Kendrick's for seven, I believe there was six hands or five hands in total. And they're all holding up five. And if you notice, those hands all look different because they all refer to the face swaps that Kendrick has done. 
like the one with the bandage is Kobe. Uh, I believe he was holding his fifth, his fifth NBA trophy while he took the picture and was holding up. He was holding up five uh, to indicate five rings. But now there are so many layers, and I'm just so happy to see. Uh, I'm just happy to see what Kendrick delivers on Friday, and I hope you guys are too. But let's just move on to the next topic. Ain't no cereal I couldn't have. None of that bullshit ass Cheerios with the no sugar. What all that healthy shit, raisin brand? Stop talking to me. Don't talk to me about no fucking raisin brand, dog. Wheaties, stop it. If you are a Man United fan, I feel your pain. Is this the worst season? In my opinion, it definitely is. I mean, 4-0 to Brighton, we've been smacked by Leicester, smacked by Watford, completely dominated by City, smacked by Liverpool twice. Oh yeah, we got dominated by City twice as well. And I feel like this is the worst season because, not only because of the points tally we've achieved, it's our lowest points tally in the Premier League era, um, the most goals we've conceded in the Premier League era, but it's mainly because you got Man City and Liverpool are the best teams in the league, our rivals there. Arsenal look like they're about to make the Champions League, which makes it a lot worse. And we just have so many elements just going wrong in the club. The players just do not care. I just, like a lot of other United fans, all of us just want most of them gone, if not all. It's just... This has been a really, really bad period, but God, that Brighton game, I actually wanted Brighton to score more. And maybe it's a good thing that, maybe it's a good thing at this point of the season that we're still losing games in a weird way because earlier on, we wanted most of the players gone. And then we beat Brentford 3-0, I want to say 3 or 4-0. If we continue to win games, fans would I know some fans would have switched and be like, oh no, we actually need to keep him when we really don't. Uh so if we keep on losing games, at least it it means that people won't flip-flop back to saying that oh these players are actually good, let's not sell them. And then we go through the whole cycle again. I do not know how we finished above Liverpool last season, finished second. Yeah, those injuries really derailed Liverpool. And I I really, really, really disappointed in myself for predicting that Man United will finish third because that looks like an awful prediction now. And there were, some, there were many other people saying that they'll finish second or even first. This squad, don't worry about how they've been played now, but this squad is capable or based on the wages that we're paying and the world talent that we were expecting, this squad was able to compete or challenge for the league. So even if we finish below, even if we finish below second, so if we finish third or fourth, it will be uh, a disappointed season in that sense as well. The squad is good to challenge for the league beforehand. So this is not a good season. Even finishing fifth was it's not a good season. Not watch Europa League football, but I'm not going to get into that deep. I already spoke about this. But, you know, this is the worst, worst, worst season to be a Man United fan. But 
just move on on to music my music at least i mean by the time you're listening to this i would have dropped a, just a song pack a ep ocean and phantom's edge um i made those songs a while ago uh, i forgot one month i made it and i would want to say march no 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 uh april let me say March. I think, sorry, I think I made the songs in March uh, and uh, they have a direct theme. I want you to kind of listen to it and see what, where I was coming from. I think those from Knots will know why I called the first song the first song. And Phantom's Edge is just about just staying always on guard, even though you're not out and about most of the time like a phantom or if you're not noticed and no I'm just happy to see where it's going I, I really appreciate the love from the first from the first project it's doing really really well I'm surprised it really surprised me like I went on um Spotify for art for artists where they'll show stats and locations of and other data relating to songs listens and playlist reach and I was amazed. Much love to those from the US. My project does sound a lot like a US project, so I'm not surprised in that sense, but I really appreciate it. Love from the UK. New Zealand. New Zealand ranked quite highly. Uh, France and Spain as well. Much love. No, but I'm, I'm just really, really happy. And I can't wait to show you guys what I'm working on um for the future uh, hopefully later this year i'll drop another project still just drafting it up speaking to a few people uh see what's up and yeah we just go from there but appreciate all the love just wanted to quickly say that and thank you thank you for just listening to this project and now i'm just waffling now but no that that project that was when I was at my most vulnerable stage and you, you can hear it. Like if you really listen to the lyrics, you can really, really, really hear it. So no, no, no. It was just how I was feeling at that moment, but I can't wait to show you what I'm doing next, but thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, got some stuff that I'm working on um, relating to the podcast, which I'll be very, very happy to show you. Hopefully, hopefully we'll start from next week. But um, if anything happens, I'll let you guys know. And I don't know, I'll just speak to you guys in the next podcast episode. Thank you for listening and peace.